Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our humble little show, the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. We're here to take your calls. 914-338-0164 is the number to reach us. Please do press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. I'm trying to adjust the laptop so we can both be heard. So sorry. We are very low-tech. Low-tech. You know, the other thing that I uh, thought about, a uh, uh, caller emailed me um, regarding a conversation in the chat room and we're you know we're forced to have a chat room we have a chat room every show oh, i didn't know that yes they force force you to have a chat chat room now and will not remove its functionality on blog talk radio so i never go in there but things could be occurring in the chat room without our knowledge if i don't have it open then i'm not going to be <clears throat> aware of that so i should probably keep it open in case. What, so that what would, how, how do they go on the chat room? Is it just? Well, look, here's the chat room. So you toggle between episode info and chat. How they go on the chat room. Yeah, there's someone in there. Someone in there? Does it say who it is? Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, but there's. So <laughs> so I you know, know who that is. In the chat room? I know who that person is, yes. I know who that person is. So, so. But but what I'm stating is that our chat room, yeah, I know who it is. Neil can read yeah. who it is. So the thing is, the chat room is open, I mean, regardless of whether we're there or not. So all these months have gone by, and the chat room has not, I've not been in the chat room, and people could have been saying obnoxious things. Who knows? Oh. So do you go on the chat room now? And well, today I am. Today's the first day I thought I'd better open well, the chat room. Well, why haven't you been doing it? I don't know, because I thought, you know, if we're not interacting in there, if it doesn't show that we're sitting in there, maybe people will leave. So people that was my That was my theory. Exactly. So my theory was if I don't, if I'm not in the chat room or if we're not in the chat room, because it's and then our it show. it disappears after the show? It disappears after the show. There's oh. no record of it, as far as I'm aware, unless the person in the chat room can inform me otherwise. Well... I, uh, anything else? Yes. Follow us, Facebook, Twitter, and um, those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile. They're charging for Twitter, I think, to be a verified account, too, now, which doesn't really matter for us. But I think if you're famous, it does, and there's a lot of backlash. But anyway, enough about that. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, it is <laughs> She's making me laugh. <laughs> the person in the chat room. <laughs> is what? <laughs> 
the person in the chat room is make writing things that's make that are oh, they can be in the me, chat room and listen to us at the same time. Correct. They can make <laughs> make comments. So she's oh. made a funny comment uh, that would not be relevant to anybody that's listening, but I'll tell you after the show. You know, well, you know it it is kind of an interesting. So we discussed that email this morning. Okay. Oh, you and I. It is kind okay. of an interesting premise because psychics hear chatter. I mean, sure do. I, I hear it. I hear a lot of chatter during the day. It doesn't sometimes make any sense to me, but I'll hear a word or, and usually, or I get an image. And usually, when that happens, it's connected to something. Uh, I I just I just say, okay, I'll wait. Something comes up, has to come up within 48 hours. And usually it does. The word comes up or the image or the thought or whatever it may be, it comes up via another a client or a reading or something like that. And then I put it all together. It's not that it's random, that the word just randomly comes in and you, you, know, you, you hear somebody say, hey, hello, and you go, oh, I'll wait for somebody to say hello. It's very specific. And very pertinent to the topic at hand. So there's no question why the word came in. Um, you know, uh, like maybe a merry-go-round. And then someone says, you know, I was on a merry-go-round. That what, kind of what was it last more night? More specific. What was it last night? What was it last night? You said to somebody, there's going to be something about, I don't know what it was. It was like. I don't know, dynamite sticks, let's say. I, I don't remember what it was. And then on television, I bet it was an obscure thing, not something you'd see every day. And then on television, we saw or heard a word mentioned, and it was that very word. Yeah. That happens to me a lot. You know what happens to me a lot is if I'm um, reading something, and as I'm on the very word, if I have like a radio on or a television on, that word at the very point I get to the word will be will be spoken on the TV or the radio right. at the exact same time that I reach the word in the text that I'm reading, which uh, is very weird. It happens the all other, the time. The other way it's strange is I woke up in the morning and the voice said, turn on the TV. I turned it on and said, Go to Turner Classic Movie. I went to Turner Classic Movie. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, now they're telling you know, me what to watch on TV. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, uh, I hope they don't tell me to watch wrestling. But they you said, like, don't you like wrestling? Oh, you like boxing. boxing. Well, I like wrestling, too. I don't like... I but don't, uh, okay. that's just not the point. The point no, is, it is not. So I turned on Turner Classic Film, and the silent version of a movie called Noah's Ark was on. It's a silent version of Big Spectacle. It, it's o'clock in the morning and I'm, trying and to I'm sitting there watching it and the voice is saying just keep watching so I'm watching so oh, okay the movie I, I even went in to see what the movie was about and its history and I'm saying to myself okay something's going to come up well that morning later that morning did a reading and in the reading the person mentioned a business under the title Noah's Ark uh, it, so I thought oh well, now that's not coincidence. And then the idea came all the way full center well, to other elements that were going on. And the voice that I was hearing was the deceased mother of the of the caller of the reading. 
And then it went into all kinds of deeper details where it was just, there's no question. I mean, there was no question before, but the, the information that came from that moment continued on and the mother uh, assist, talked to, to her daughter and, you know, all was well. So sometimes when we, you know, that's called a chat room to me. That's my chat room in my experience. A chat room in my experience is when a, a spirit start talking to me and making comments. And sometimes I don't know what they're talking about. Uh-oh. But I've done this long enough to know, okay, okay, I will, I will open this, my mind up to this. I'll see what happens in the next 48 hours, and, and we'll go from there. So you're very cooperative. You have to be cooperative with spirits. You have to be, spirits are sort of like, to me, they're sort of like birds. If you feed birds, they get to know you. And if you feed them and you hang around them, they get to, their their flight distance suddenly they start starts to, to trust. Well, yeah, they can trust you more, so they have closer proximity, maintain a closer proximity, proximity to you. Then when you go and, and encounter the the birds, they come out flying and hopping around you, saying hello. You know, the thing about spirits is unless I'm tackling a bad spirit or trying to get a hold of a good spirit for a good reason, the thing I've learned about spirits is you, you remain calm. You just listen to them because the vibration coming from you could actually obstruct their language. Well, so you try to remain very still and just listen so and communicate in that regard for the most part. I guess my question is, I have a question. I have one, two questions. Chat room, chat room listener, um, how's the sound? You can respond in chat. I just want to know if we're balanced here. The other question that I have, because when you were telling, you didn't relay the story about the spirit, and I wasn't, I, I wasn't, oh, I wasn't um, present for that conversation that you had about Noah's Ark for whatever reason. I don't know why, but anyway, I wasn't present for the conversation about Noah's Ark, so it's the first time I'm hearing about it. So when you started to talk about um, hearing someone tell you to go turn on classic movies, a spirit, I assumed it was one of our spirits, one of our spirits, our spirit guide or an angel, someone, because we have, we have certain spirits that we work with on a regular basis. Hold on. Excellent. There's a bit of delay between chat room and show. Sound is the best I've heard in a long time. Oh, good. That's good. Okay. So it sounds good. So um, anyway, as I was saying, so we have our own posse. <laughs> Just kidding. No, don't say that word. I know. Well, I'm just making a joke. Um, group of spirits that we work with that are assigned to us that we that you you know you came down with i'm with you they were here for me they came down for me blah 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 we're all getting off we're all getting off the planet together but they're they're here for us so my assumption was oh it's it was one of our spirits but no this was a spirit from that was a a dead woman the soul of the dead woman 
so who had crossed over was related to so you what's surprising is your obedience i mean obviously you knew it wasn't a malevolent spirit yeah but you were obedient to the soul who really is just kind of a just a soul in the astral realm that happens to be related to someone we work with but yeah you sometimes know, not uh, the, any the you know so called uh, voices are apparently recognizable like Hal's voice in 2001 the computer voice you know that's Hal's voice a, a lot of spirits that continuously communicate with me have a distinct voice somewhat like Hal's in, in believe it or not in the movie uh, 2001 so I know those spirits voices other voices can be male sounding or female sounding and I don't always always know who they are but I sometimes immediately jump to that it's some deceased person then the last well maybe not the last thing but the other topic would be that the voice comes in by way of vibration and I've trained myself to understand how to translate a vibration into a word but I don't always know where the vibration is coming from. I can I only translate it like like translating sign language. It, it's a vibration. I translate it, and I've learned through the years how to get validation. So, uh, so there's different ways to uh, to you hear the chat room out there in the astral realm. I mean, right now this chat room. Uh, in this show is sort of in the astral realm. I mean, it's not, it's a chat room, but, you know, you think to yourself, where is it? Is there, did all the callers go to a common room on the corner and, and they're all talking there? No, the chat room is is sort of an existential, abstract, right, like, and electrical place. When then with, that, what's even more, I mean, what's even more significant about that, to your point, is that it, it all disappears once, the show's over. There's yeah. not a record of it. I mean, and neither is there know. a record of spirits talking to me, even when they distinctly. It just is there, and then it's gone. There's no record of it. You can't refer to it. But the, I mean, the surprising thing is, well, I mean, in that communication with that spirit, your obedience to a soul who particularly does not have a great deal of power. I mean, this is not a powerful spirit we're talking about. We were talking about someone who is simply a human that is on the other side that crossed over and is just, you know, an average soul. But you yourself were obedient to that spirit. Yeah. But what, I mean, you know, why? Why what? Why, I mean, why be obedient to that particular spirit as opposed to some, a spirit that you know is well, my, my uh, first... significant, important, not that the spirit, not that that soul was not significant or important, but I'm talking about a higher spirit, a guide that's directing you in a specific way. You know, it, it's like life itself. If a cop stops you, you, you're more respectful than just some stranger waving that you don't know. I mean, you show respect, but the order of spirit, you learn to recognize the order of spirit energies, whether they're high and esteemed or whether they're coming with a message 
or whether they're someone who's crossed over and they have a human soul. Particularly, um, uh, a lot of times, uh, the human beings that have crossed over and they're in soul spirit realm, they more than not talk in the language. I can hear them talking. I don't know, you know, it's like an impression that's left. But the higher spirits, the higher you go, there's it's no more, language. It's a vibration. It's a vibration. That you have to translate. And then I have to take it in, translate the vibration like a bee would, trying to figure out where the other bee is telling it where to go for the hive. To, I mean, for the plants or the flowers. It's a vibrational field. So, you know, I guess I'm too old, but there should be a class taught in how to translate vibration. I'm sure there's thoughts about it and people have maybe attempted to uh, to translate vibration in a teaching class but it's a very I don't even know if it can be taught because the vibration that one feels from the other side has to process through the individual themselves and so there isn't any universal vibrational alphabet it's got to it's got to go through the person. The vibration goes through the receiver, and then the receiver dismantles it in their own psychic mental way. Now the words may all come out the same, but the approach to get there, you know, I, you know, we all ended up at Disneyland. I took the Harbor Freeway. I took the 405. I took this. I took that. We all ended. So it's a different direction it's the same result. More than not, it's the same result. Sometimes somebody could be picking up a different vibration from the same source, and there's an, a, still another message to be uh, relayed. So those things can happen. But it's an interesting thing, because what brought it up is this idea of the chat room. Because these people who are in the chat room, think about it. They're sending their message through a vibration. They're hitting a key on a keyboard, they're hitting letters, and that suddenly, now, it's not like a phone call, it's not like a voice, those letters are now transferred into digital forms that become become words that now, from hitting a key on the keyboard, you formulate a word, you formulate a sentence, you formulate an idea, you formulate a sentence, all from hitting a key. Well, figure it out. The, 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 the speech between humans and spirit is somewhat like that. And yet, how do you define it? How could you tell someone in, in the 1800s that if you punch this key in, I mean, I'm talking about the telegraph, but if you punch this key in, it's going to appear on the screen, the word. And, and the person punching the key in could be 100 miles, 200 miles away. And there's no connection. There's no wire, there's no telephone pole, nothing. So you think about all this stuff, you know, right now the source of the chat room by this means is a satellite. A satellite, i.e. a spirit, a disembodied spirit from the astral realm, a satellite is helping translate the energy from bouncing from one thing to another, coding, decoding, and establishing a coherent word or language. See? So the analogy is very simple. 
But we're not dealing, psychics aren't dealing with machines. What they're dealing with is the inner components of the soul, the inner ear, the inner eye, and the inner no. environment of no sometimes you smell. no no you do <laughs> you do oh yeah you can smell yes uh, for sure you can smell a lot but, but it just sounded funny i thought i'd you know, throw that in to the yeah. mix but go ahead but um because the inner the inner energy uh it c- comprises all of the faculties that we knew in order to transmit and receive so those inner energies is what's happening. When a psychic hears something, they're not, they're not hearing it with their naked ear. Otherwise, everybody would hear it. They're hearing it with their inner ear. Neither are yeah, they seeing with their that's naked eye. Yeah. I mean, that's what, oh, we have a caller. But that's, I mean, same thing with, the, with, with every, every sense that a psychic has is a sixth sense so not you know you're not going to see people aren't going to see certain things that we see i'm thinking of a specific a a specific thing that we see on a nightly basis you and i yeah um and i always say don't other people see that (laughs) you say no they don't and it's like really i mean sometimes there's some very dramatic activity that we both see and I'm in, I'm stunned that other people can't see what we're seeing. Right. Stunned. Stunned. Well, see, I, I grew up seeing spirits in classrooms and all kinds of things. And I thought when I was a kid. That everybody, everybody could see that. it. Yeah. You know, but they, but obviously no. But, but when I would talk about certain things that I saw, some of the people who did not have those capabilities would be astonished because I was re- I was reciting information that was accurate that, 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 they, they, you, know, that yeah. you 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 knew so there was there was validity to what you were saying even though you sounded crazy in a way I once told the teacher I said we're going to get to six of real four. quick I once told the teacher I said who was that lady sitting standing next to you uh, when you were teaching the class he said there was no lady standing next to me I go. Yeah, there was, and she was looking at you and smiling and laughing. She goes, no, no, there was no lady. I go, well, she, she, uh, and I described her, and the guy, the teacher got quiet, and then um, I heard a voice say a name, and I said, oh, she just told me her name is so-and-so, and and the guy started crying. He goes, that's my mom. That's my mother. I go, well, she's standing right next to you. So, you know, back in those days, in what, 1956? 57 they didn't know what to do with me well they, i mean he, he was he believed you though and like, oh, he believed me he believed you and was sympathetic to oh, your... yeah, he was crying and what else did she say he was doing all that stuff other teachers well i mean I, this happened a lot you. in grammar school yeah. you know they sent me to therapists you know psychiatrist child psychologists because they thought so something was wrong with me or i don't know what they thought but then I would tell the child psychologist what I, uh, things I saw with him, and and th- they just didn't know what to do with me. So that's the way it goes. But we well, got to call it. And the thing is, I mean, you, not only were you perceptive, but there was also something wrong with you. There was at yeah, the same time. There was something wrong. I used to go to school. And there still my, is. 
Yeah, why uh, wearing my underpants on my head right now? <laughs> Actually, I used to do. It's funny you say that. I used to put my underpants on my head, like when I was when I was little. I was supposed to be napping. I hated taking and that's naps. That's why you have such. A I good would, I remember being whoa awoken. <laughs> I remember someone coming into my room, and I had underpants on my head and um, my socks on my. Hands. Okay, we'll you know, talk about that after the show. <laughs> no, but, you know, I didn't like to nap. Okay. All right. Six zero four. Hi. Hi. That's funny. I think we may have all done that at different times, just because <laughs> the theater. <laughs> Exactly. funny with their underclothes or whatever, just because. Exactly. I know I probably look like, you know, a, a, a victim of a severe car accident um, with all those uh, accoutrements on my hands and my head. But anyway, hi, 604. Hi. What, who is this? I recognize your voice, but why am I it's not? It's Charlene. Yes, hi. Oh, Charlene. Um, hi. Yes, hi. 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 Um, oh, yeah. Life is so full and so busy. Um, I guess, you know, probably it's still going to – there's so many irons in the fire right now. I, I just I, I kind of laugh at it. I, I guess my son um, is, is going to be the biggest and first and foremost thing because without getting into a lot of detail, he got himself in a lot of mischief. So hoping um, – Aside from the mischief that you last told us about, or is there more? I think there was more since then. I think there was oh, more. Right. So, uh, okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. Nobody died. There's no coma. Um, you know, just moving forward, because I remember talking with you guys a couple years ago, and you'd said, you know, by his 28th birthday, and we're getting really close to that, that uh, he should be. He's you know, getting on the straight and narrow. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I just want to touch base on that. He is um, June 22nd, 95, and it's Zachariah. And- 1995, and he's a third. Which you're, you're this? Are you the three, and he's the seven? I can't remember. Say it's, that again. What? What's your birthday? He, one's a, uh, I know I'm August 31st, 32. 831. 831 year. What's your year? 62. 62. Because one of you is a three, and one of you is a seven. I do know that. That's that's right. Yeah. Shaping up a little bit more. 11, 12, because it's a 7, 22. Not that all 7s are, you know, 7s, but he has a bit of a higher responsibility. By the time he's 28, we said, I mean, the problem is, Charlene, I mean, that is a good starting point because I think that's a multiple, is that a multiple? 7? Yeah, multiple yeah. Seven, but, but the problem is 34, right, 34 is not a multiple. The 7, so his karmic number is not divisible by 7. And he doesn't reach his karmic number until the age of 34. So the problem, yes, by 28, there should be another change. There should be a change, and there should be a positive change. But there's that extension because he, he's still – we're all in karma from birth to death. But right. the fixed here. period right. of karma that he came into the planet with is up to the age of 34. So, you know, if he isn't shaped up by age 28 – you know, there's that 34 extension. Some people remain in karma. I mean, never get out of that fixed karma, and they they stay in that fixed karma from birth to death. I mean, not that we're projecting that for your son, but that is, it's possible. That happens with people. I mean, a lot of people think, well, I've reached my karmic age. I'm out of karma. Um, 
No, if only. <laughs> one, one, no, because if if you're on the planet, you're going to be involved in karma. But then, two, you can have an extension of the karma that you came in with that lasts beyond for, for whatever reason, because there was an abundance of karma you came into the planet with or because you've done things to trigger the karma, such as bad behavior, you know. Right. And so we're assuming that your son is probably not making the most, the, the best decisions. And we talked about the drug use last time, and, and I'm assuming that's still going on. Well, no, actually, you know what, he's, uh, for that part, I, you know, I know he's, he's, uh, he's staying sober at the moment, but that's, oh. he's not participating oh. in the program, he's not participating in the program that he needs to, uh, and he's, he's by force, he's in a program, so um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just hoping that this is the end of any legal and um, uh, abuse to, to himself, yeah, go ahead, Neil, sorry. Yeah, here's your here's your here's the dimensions of this. Your master his master number is seven. So the way we calculate in this regard, in this instance for him, is he's got a twenty two in his day and a six in his month. Twenty two and six is twenty eight. When you add those numbers up, it becomes twenty eight. Twenty eight is a multiple of seven times four, which is actually 22. the accumulation of his twenty two. So we so why we said 28 prior to 34 is for that very reason. But the problem is, is that still within the realm of his karmic division. It, he, he hasn't become 34 yet. When he becomes 34, he will land basically on the nine in his year, which is why we are predicting a, a very high energy level of improvement. So 28 is a marked difference. That's why things are changing. Now, the 22 itself is problematic by itself because that brings up the darkness of his past life. So he's still resolving past life issues involving drugs, mischief, whatever he did in a past life. But it's also because of the darkness, and I, and I hate to say this, but the darkness of the father figure. So the father figure has returned with him and the connection between the two human beings has promoted your son to, to work through a deeper, denser sense of karma. What kind of relationship does he have with his father? Um, I'd say it's good. You know, it's good. Surfacy, but it's good. What's the father's birthday? Um, February 11th, 53. Oh, there's the 22. So, I mean... He's 10, 11. 11, 11. He is 11 times 2, two is, 22. is 22. And 53, you said? Uh, 53. 53. Yeah, but what, what did the father go through that was difficult for him? What was his challenges? <laughs> um, he has, he has um, alcohol uh, yeah. addiction issues. He has... Um, and and actually had some drug uh, use issues um, prior to to my knowing him that I know of. I don't know if there was anything yeah. after. That that we can stop the ball right there. That's what whether they're in a mildly comfortable relationship. That's the that's the definition 
of the 11 in his day and the 22 in your son. Okay. And so there's, a, there's an energy field that, you know, ultimately the prognosis is good, but the diagnosis at the moment, um, you're not out of the woods yet. And the problem is that the 28 is that it's being derived from the karmic side of his birthday. I mean, obviously he's going to be 28 no matter what, whether he had a 28 that we could pull out of his birthday itself. But because that 28 is coming from a 22-6, specifically the 22, and it's on the karmic side of his birthday, that is a little bit more problematic. The father himself is a 22 equals 4. So, I mean, they become an 11 together. So whether or not it's a surfacey good relationship, there is a darkness from past life that they had together and they're, you know, he's working through that karma. So, Neil... Always right on in that yeah, regard. I, you know, I mean, you're going to see jumps of maturity and responsibility. You'll see those jumps occurring now. But then he'll slide back and you'll see episodes where it's like, oh my God, he's slipping back. That's going to happen for a while. Steps forward, okay. steps backwards. So don't be uh, too, too surprised about that. But as far as. Um, not not including your son's birthday. Whose birthday in your world is coming up soon? Hmm. My daughter's um, son just had his birthday a couple of days ago, and then her husband has a birthday in May, and then she has one in June. Okay, so so it, it, we're talking about this. So what happened was the vibrational attitude of whatever we're speaking to has now jumped in and alerted us to a conversation about your daughter. Okay. And her husband and her son. Yep. So is your daughter at this point going through any sort of job confusion or job drama? No idea. We have an estranged relationship, unfortunately. Um, okay. So that that's probably why the vibration came in at the get-go. Yeah. And you're not talking to her, so you wouldn't know. Does she work? What do you know? Oh, she does. Yeah, she does, as a matter of fact. She just, uh, she the last job she landed, um, she was with the UK government in policy, and now she's with... Um, McElhenney? Mc, uh, they're, they're the people that put on that DeVos uh, uh, WEF thing. <laughs> so, not, okay, uh, so there's turmoil. There's obviously The World Economic Forum? Is yeah. That what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Interesting. There, there's there's turmoil really within her job because of the, the world situation. The turmoil that you're having with her, you see, your your language and your demeanor and your behavior does not suggest you're a combative person. So to say that you're restrained from your daughter, it doesn't it doesn't fit, fit in to with, what we're getting from you. Yeah. It, you know, where is that coming from? And I didn't know that. We didn't know that. I didn't know that. And we talked to her no. multiple times. So is so, this new? Is this a new situation, or is it no? Ongoing? No, it's been ongoing. Um, you know, we we've, we've had moments where it felt like it was getting better and it was okay, and then, um, and then no, there it, it, there's an estrangement. So it, and that's probably I, I don't know that that's going to change as long as her partner's with him, with her because he's he's in my age group, and. Um, 
I had done some things to make it so the relationship was pretty awkward. And then I'd gone and stayed there and lived there for 10 months, and I wasn't treated very well at all. And there's just this massive elephant in the room that's probably never, as long as she's with him, it probably won't be resolved. And I think a lot of it has to, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 please, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I think as long as, um, that's well done. I think as long as um, he's there, just because a lot of his relationship with her is fear-based because the age difference, and I'm a threat because I see through things, I cut to the chase fairly quickly, and they, yeah, I don't so think. It's, it's the fact that you're in his age group, and you, you, there's no symbiosis between the two of you. It's, there's a, there's a division. Yeah, yeah. Because there of is. the age. And you, are you, I mean, I'm asking, I shouldn't be asking questions, but I mean, as a mother, do you have a problem with her being with someone that much older or are you okay with it? Are you there? Can you hear me? Can you oh, hear us? Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, I hear you now. So, so what as I, a mother? What I, as a mother, I mean, would you, would you prefer that your daughter was with someone that was younger, closer to her age, or does it bother you at all? Um, no, I, I think what bothers me is it feels like it's an abusive relationship to me. I feel it's... Um, so it's not the age necessarily. It's just the the fact that it, he's kind of a jerk and he happens to be close to your age, which makes their, which brings tension into the relationship because you it, don't have authority. Well, he's, he's, a, he's controlling, so that happens he's he's very within her world he was very involved in and directing points of view and and then of course well they live they live in England so um you know now there's she's isolated from any of her life or her things there but he's and he's quite controlling around money and different things so um yeah, like I said, I just it just has this sense of a lot of fear base in their relationship. So I kind of stay out of it. Um, I can't, you know, if you can't say anything nice, it's best to say nothing. And I'm not good with elephants, and I'd call them out, and I don't know that she'd ever really want to talk about it. Um, you know, he gave a good apology, but it's difficult when because when I was there, he'd actually wound up locking me in the kitchen, and he was pretty he was pretty abrasive and abusive verbally. Oh, so. But well, he, so, um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I, you, you go ahead. I was going to just say something to wrap up about the three of you, um, your, yeah. your ex and, um, and your son and yourself. But go ahead with your thought, and then I'll just make my Well, it's, unfortunately, it's, um, you know, there's good things that Rick, or, you know, her partner's brought into the relationship, and that's that's wonderful for her. And, and for the family, there's you know there's some fun dynamics, but at the end of the day, um, it's just not something I I can line myself up with. I miss her uh, dreadfully, and and her children, but I you know I don't do fake very well. And, yeah. Um, yeah. There's just there's things that have happened that they can't be undone. I can make peace. I can forgive. Like you know, moving forward, but I can't pretend that. I'm not who I am because I am who I am. Yeah. Well, um, in regard to you, your son, and your ex, just something that I, I popped out as interesting to me is that you also have a 22, Charlene, 
in your 831, when you cross over to the century, you've got a 22. So, so you've got all, if you three are very connected. I mean, we didn't get your daughter's birthday. We probably have the four and don't have time to do that today. But that 22 shows up in each of your birthdays. So that's, you know, a common link between the three of you and, you know, a part of the darkness that is involved in the relationship that the three of you have together. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a tough situation with your son. And he's being mandated to, does he have to drug test? Or um, I don't know if they have to drug test or not, but he's in a treatment center and it's forced by mm-hmm. law. So, um, yeah, so he's not like choosing, he's not being a good boy because he is making a choice. He's being forced. He is. Yeah, yeah. it's not like, yeah, because my sense is if he was on his own at this point, he would not be making a choice to shape up. Maybe the program will be good for him. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I I was feeling really good about it, but uh, I just found out that he'd gotten discharged from it. So I'm hoping hoping that he gets... uh, that they'll change their mind and keep him there because it's. I think it's a really good space. He's just not. Um, <laughs> I have a, a five year old helping me. <laughs> um, yeah, there's. Uh, I, I'm hoping that they're going to just realize that no, you know, we just maybe weren't speaking on the same page and let him stay there. Okay, so. well, we'll put out energy for that because I think probably he could use more time there. Yeah, and hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully things will go a little bit better for you. Right. Yeah, thank you. Well, I, you know, I feel, I feel it's his story. <laughs> I'm trying to just make sure I breathe and stay grounded through it. And uh, obviously I will, I, as I can, I will uh, be calling and booking a session with you too because you guys are so good at what you do. You really Thank are. you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll keep you in mind too, and and just keep in touch with us. I will. I will. And take care. Hi, you your little kid. <laughs> Sound like you've got your hands full. I do. I do. Okay. okay. All right. Take, take care. Bye bye. So, the energy. You see, I mean the. The the, vibra- the vibrational uh, attitude, the vibrational attitude there about uh, the uh, birthday, you know, birthday coming up, and it brings in another story, and uh, there's a whole communication field going on here. That probably was a, the result of a b- vibrational field of information more than a specific. Um, Entity. I don't think there was an entity that was giving that information. It seemed to have come from a realm. You mean of, about the father? About the birth date. Oh, the information the birth date. about the birth date, which opened up the storyline. Oh, well, so, yeah. So, I mean, we got the so, the, date, other, so. the other portion of the astral realm is that there seems to be a realm that that is is spontaneously somewhat created for any given situation where a, an acute psychic can pick up on energy and relay it. How cute, does, not, the, how cute does a psychic have to be? be? Cue's a button. <laughs> um, so the, I'm, I'm a real cute psychic. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, so um, 
so that's the other thing, because not everything a psychic gets, not every message, not every vibration has to come from an entity source. It can come specifically from the energy field of the reader, him, herself, picking up on energy and just relaying it. Now, that's remarkable in itself because it, it's not so much stored in the brain of the of the reader, it it's sort of it's sort of information that is created from the energy field, the etheric realm of the reader, that can serve as a self-sufficient source of information. So that energy itself becomes a magnet for information, and then the psychic. In, through intuition or just sheer psychic ability, can create spontaneously the energy. It's like the the creatures on the planet that are both male and female. They, they, you know, it's it. But in the in the astral realm, it, it's it's more common for for a uh, psychic, if you will, can obtain information by just being the only source of that information. There's a, it's a very strange region of the astral realm and the astral field and the chakra system of a human being and their sixth chakra, their third eye, that can absorb information from none other than themselves. There's no message. There's no spirit. There's no guides. There's no ghosts. It's just this rare commodity, this rare mechanism of the third eye that absorb information. And it's a lot of times it's more unique uh, in itself, but it, it, it adheres to the idea that we are, we can be not all knowing, but we can be omniscient. We can know. Well, which is all knowing, but anyway, and being everywhere. Well, one. not on. Well, omniscient is all knowing, but but we're using it tempered down to the idea that we that a human being can know things that that are that, normal brain can't perceive. Right. Omniscient. Omniscient. Ish. Yeah. Um, and it's an, the brain is not abstract. Omniscience is an abstraction. It's an abstraction that you can't grasp. Intelligence, you can measure. Omniscience, you cannot measure. You know, you can, psychics can be put through tests and proven to be that they're psychic, but you really, it's hard to measure, you know, unless, you know, well, I can, nine out of ten times, I make, I can say the right thing. Oh, test. I know, and they have, like, little tests online, you know, what, what you know, it, photos and there are like, you know, bowls and there, you know, there, there's a ball under a bowl. Which bowl, which bowl is it? I mean, th- those are kind of silly. I mean, that's, that's not being psychic really. It's a guessing. That's a guessing game. Yeah. You can do it with chimpanzees too. They, they watch birds watch you know, they, they can, there's a, just a certain sense, but you know, it's, the, 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 the fascinating thing about psychics is the mystery. I mean, how do you, 
it's a, it's a strange profession and it's a strange gift because it's filled with such a mystery as to how someone can just be in the compartment of their body and get things. They don't move around. They don't research. They just get things being there. Right. And usually, I mean, getting, I mean, you can get things just collecting information and data about a person, but a lot of times it's like putting together the pieces of a puzzle. I mean, the, the, the validations that you get from an individual lead you on this like treasure hunt, essentially. So you get to the end of the treasure hunt and are able to figure out their problem in that moment. Um, what and, a, yeah, you know, true. provide advice in that given situation. It doesn't mean you solve their lives necessarily, but, you know, in that given reading, there's, there's um, you know, a pathway to, to helping that person. Right. I, and they're not just random, random. I mean, sometimes there are random, accurate psychic hits that a psychic will make. And, you know, they're not necessarily connected. It, it's about tuning into the individual and, and establishing a connection. But then there's the more pertinent, pertinent information that is gathered. True. The, I mean, some of my fondest memories in my oh years of doing a readings <laughs> has been with uh, private detectives who've heard about me, they come and do a reading, they're intrigued, and from the reading, they, they, they experience the way that I work without any given facts. Because a private detective, they fully appreciate psychics for the most part. Because they have to use the faculties in many ways that are rather intuitive. They have to figure things out. They detect information. They're detectives. They search out what is reasonably not evident. So, you know, a lot of a lot of private detectives and officers, police officers, in fact, have done readings with me, trying to figure out how they can gain access to a higher skilled attitude of being intuitive. Um, I had one police officer I used to do rides with, and he just drove through town and he said, point out to me who you think are the criminals as we're driving up and down the street, because I know everybody on this block. And I pointed out the people and everyone I pointed out was accurate. And he said, how, okay, from history. I mean, some people are, I know exactly who the criminals are just from who they, what they look like and how they act. But a lot of the people that you picked that were accurate, no way. So how did you do that? And I had to explain that there's a vibrational attitude that goes on. But the officer understood that. He said, yeah, yeah. I get hunches too. I just never could figure out where, where how I got, you know, by my I was putting certain objects. So being a human being is beyond just the measurements and dimensions of being human. There's something special about all of us that in, in depth, we gift that defies rational explanation. 
And I think that's what makes uh, at least our profession uh, a fascinating one. As much as we try to help people, aside from just being So, I think that the, the best thing one can do is to, uh, you know, you experience these shows, you talk to psychics, you get information. But remember, all of us have maybe some deep down inside of one of our closets, we have this gift. Well, you know, the interesting thing is I was just scrolling through Facebook and, uh, you know, you can practice news, news flash. I, I don't want to say the location of this person, missing person, woman disappeared. And so it's just just being announced on the news. So as I scrolled through and briefly read the um, headline, I said, well, she's dead. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can practice. I really believe that this is a person that's not going to be found alive. So you can, you know, rather than, you know, in a way that's silly to me, looking at bulls and trying to figure out if there's a, if there's an object beneath, which, you know, which object lies beneath a specific bull, there's other ways to be psychic. Look at people and start to read their chakra systems or try to see if you can see their chakra systems. Try to figure out um, what's going to happen in a case that you read online start to investigate people's birthdays. Look into that because obviously that's kind of a, more for our book and when it comes out. But in our book, there will be a guide to how, um, you know, on how to interpret birthdays and life changes at specific, at specific um, periods of people's lives. So anyway, there's a lot of ways to practice, but we are out of time, everybody. And we'll be back on the air on Friday at our regular hour, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, we invite those who listen to our show to follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. We appreciate your support. Bye-bye.